welcome to the Not For Clicks podcast. Even if even if you weren't going to dance, I don't think you could do the maths to check yeah. out 99% <laughs> of the time. You got like, Onana was playing yesterday for United, wasn't he? And like, the tournament starts in a few days. Like, you would never, England would never have that. He'll finish with 10, 10 15 league goals. 15? 10, 15 league goals. Wow. This is the Not For Clicks podcast. I'm Jordan. I'm joined by Oli, Marvin and G. This is the podcast where we talk football, sports and all in between. We don't hold back. We give our honest views on what's happening within the world of sports. Marvin, Gabriel, Oli, how are we doing, gentlemen? Are we well? All good. Just watching the mighty Chelsea in the massive semi-final in the background as well. So if I'm a little distracted, you know why. Big how game. the mighty have fallen. How the mighty are falling. I, I, I'm not going to lie, guys. If we win this, I'm going to be shameless. I'm going to act like it's the biggest tournament. Maybe if you win this, you're always shameless. <laughs> I mean, I just wanted to start with such gusto and Gee's just ruined it. <laughs> He's ruined it, hasn't he? I think there's some jealousy in there, Mark. Yeah. So what, by the time this podcast we, comes a, out. A cup that we won last season. Yeah, last season, but you know, what are you going to do? You'll notice, you notice, I didn't boast and I wasn't shameless. I put it down where it is, the lowest <laughs> ranking cup out there. Yeah. I mean, a cup's a cup at the end of the day. Gee, you know, like, you know, like when, you know, like when you have kind of cup semi finals, yeah, and the, it, they're, they're games that kind of interest the neutral, yeah, not just the yeah. fans of the clubs that are playing in it. <laughs> how many fans do you think, how many neutrals do you think around the country give <laughs> a rat's ass? About this game tonight, I, I, honestly, I, I think everyone's watching it apart from us, <laughs> and, I think, and I'm sure, <laughs> and I'm sure, Bob's got it on in the background as well. I think you want to switch on as well, Ellie. <laughs> there must, there must be a fair few Chelsea fans who 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 are, who are kind of sitting at home thinking, <laughs> "Can I really be asked to watch this game tonight?" <laughs> honestly, I just it's, it's weird. It's it's it's, it's wrong. On, it's wrong on multiple levels. But the key thing to George's point, I'm going to be shameless. Like, gee, newsflash, you're shameless. Win or not, you've shown not one ounce of shame when we've had these conversations. Giving us a precursor is totally unnecessary. All right, all right. So so let me change it then. I'm going to take the shamelessness to another level. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Lucky us. Lucky us. does 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 that extend to saying I always rated Poch? Please don't. Please don't say that you're gonna. <laughs> please don't say that you're gonna start telling me you rate Popcha all of a sudden if he beats Middlesbrough. <laughs> yeah. Right. Okay. It's not that shameless then. Even even you can't stoop. Oh, even you can't yeah. stoop that low. You can't even get through the intros. Like. <laughs> Let's chat about something more interesting, or even interesting. Um, at the point of recording, the the Afcon begins this weekend, a couple of days on Friday night. Um, let's not pretend like we're experts, guys, in African football. So let's not. We're not. We're not those guys. Um, is anybody going to be watching it this week? Sky uh, belatedly got the rights to show it. I think it's not the first time that Afcon has struggled to get a British broadcaster. Um, lapping it up and I mean we were saying before we went live Marv you didn't think it was a, a major tournament uh, to be kind of grabbed by the broadcasters like that I think it is I, I, I actually think it is so I'm, I am kind of surprised that I mean like, let me let me clarify before... my comment because I don't want any other African brethren sending for me I'm 
on pod number one, they're, they're, right? They're I'm, coming already. They're coming already. The let, me, <laughs> let me be clear. Um, personally, at an international level, I think the only major tournament is the World Cup. And then after that, because I live in Europe, I see the Euros as like the next one down. You can't, you can't include, I, can I just say, you can't include the World Cup. You can't include that. We're talking about continental. Well, the major tournament. We're, we're talking about continental tournaments. As a continental Well, you just made the rules of how we're going to adjudicate no, major international the tournaments. The, no, because the World Cup is the World Cup. Of course the World exactly, Cup is, it's the, major. is the top it's of the major. pile. But it's yeah. Big, yeah, but it's major by default. Marv, Marv <laughs> the clue is in the name. It's called the World Cup. We're, right. well, we're talking about our continental tournaments, yeah? So we're okay. talking, So when, when we're talking about it, we're talking about the Euros. We're talking about the African nations. And we're talking about the Asia Cup. And then whoever, whatever, Austro, whatever, where, yeah, and the Copper America and all the rest of those. You can't include the World Cup. <laughs> the rest of those. So okay, good. so what, what I'm... What about the Olympics? It's, it's, it's hard, it's hard. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, yeah, the, na- the Nations League. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let me put it like this. If, if, uh, since I was become the adjudicator of the... Of, of the fact the world the world the world cup can't be included, <laughs> I would put in terms of hierarchy, I'd put the Euros number one, and I would put like the Copper and the Afcon and all the rest number two, right? Like I don't, I'm I will be watching it. Um, will I be going out of my way? Like I'll be going for the World Cup? No. Am I really interested? Yes. But to put it on the same level as the Euros, and I think it's it's purely based on where I live and the, the sort of quality I think I'll see in the tournament, is it, I wouldn't put it above the Euros, I'd put it below. Um, and to be honest with you, the only reason why I put it on the same level as Copper is just time difference. I don't get to watch the Copper that much because of, of the time it's usually shown. But I would, I would say that the, I would anticipate the quality to be higher there than at the AFCON. Now that's not taking anything away from the AFCON. It's getting better. We've just, you know, there's a number of Premier League teams that are going to be shorthanded. Um, and I'm glad Sky picked it up. So before we get to the teams we think are going to be affected the most, um, Oli, G, do you, were you surprised that it took literally days before the tournament starting for a broadcast to pick it up? And is that a disrespect in of itself? Um, I'm, I'm not surprised. Um, do I see it as a disrespect? I could see it that look at it that way um but overall I, I i want us to do better right like i think um i think we could ho- host a better tournament i think we could ensure that less of our players go to you know end up playing for european teams and therefore you know i think it's, it's great to see kind of like salah or mane but you could take the whole French team out and put them into different parts of of, of uh, you know Af- Afcon as well. So, I I don't look at it from the perspective of oh poor us these people disrespecting us. I'm I look at it from let's make the tournament better ourselves. And I think that I think that over time that can be achieved. Gee, I was thinking when you when you turned around and said when you turned around and said I think we could do better. I thought what. What have we got to do with it? What did we do wrong? I thought you were talking about this pod. Let me tell you. We've only just started, G. What G just said there is wild. Like, where he put the French team? G, are you saying, do 
do better to a level where like African French players don't want to play for France anymore. Like the tournament's gonna be so good, they're gonna wanna go, hold on. I don't wanna play there, I wanna play here. This is where it's at. This is on the level of the World Cup of major I'm not just saying that. I, I think when it when it comes to um, outside of the tournament, when it comes to to um, African players choosing um, who who they choose to play for, a lot of it does kind of come down to politics, con- conditions, whether people are going to get paid. And I think if we can make African football more professional in general, there will be a better tournament to sell. And therefore, you won't have to have these scenarios where people are like, oh well, pick it up the last minute, or it's on Eurosport or something. African, Afcon, and Eurosport. I never really understood that. I'm not sure. I'm not sure I go along with that. Like, Oli, do you agree? I mean, if if every African player was given the option of playing for their 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 heritage nation or France, where they might have grown up, I think nine out of ten are going to France. I don't. I don't think it's just a case of there's politics that make it difficult for them to pick their country of origin. I, I think that the riches and the, the profile that comes with playing for someone like France, unfortunately, mean that I reckon nine out of ten they're picking. If they have the chance to play for France, they're going to play for France. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I'm not really sure where G's coming from with this one. I do, I don't see that. You know, uh, there's a long way to go before that could ever happen. I just don't see that players are going to make that choice at this moment in time. I think where the um... But we, there, you did see some disrespect. Was the the, the whole thing about Afton? The main thing that people have always said is, it's because it's when it's played that's such a big issue. We don't want to send our players off, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But when you saw what happened with the World Cup last year, and you did not get the same conjecture at all. People just did it, maybe because they were getting money in their pocket for for where it was hosted. But that's that's another thing. But over overall, there is. There is this feeling that it is kind of like a a B a B tech tournament, like a a tournament that people. I mean, you got like Onana was playing yesterday for United, wasn't he? And like the tournament starts in a few days. Like you would never, England would never have that. But that was his choice, though. Apparently, yeah, it was. His, yeah, and that's why I say about us. And when I say us, I mean I mean Africans taking responsibility for our own tournament. Onana made that choice and decided. <laughs> I decided not to do it. <laughs> I don't know when that's funny. Why are you laughing, Marv? Why are you laughing, Marv? <laughs> like, when you... Like, like, the pod's called Not For Clicks, and G comes on here. Like, <laughs> G comes on here and goes, we need to do better as people. You know what I mean? Like, if G isn't trying to get... Whoever he sends this to, whoever watches this, if G's not trying to get a little bit of favour with this, right? It's come out of nowhere. At no point have I ever heard Chi go, I really hope they do this tournament well because we need to retain our French Africans, right? Like, it's, it's, it is wild to me, but I do agree with the point he's making. Just briefly, guys, um, who do we think was going to be most affected in the Premier League because of AFCON? I'm just going for the list here. Villa have got a couple of key players. Bournemouth have got a couple. Brentford have got uh, three uh, Chelsea you're going to lose Nicholas Jackson but that oh, could be a blessing geez. G, you know? well, it, it might be <laughs> has, he already, has he already gone G? yeah he's, he's off I haven't yeah. noticed any difference is he a starter in Senegal's team? is he a starter? Um, yeah 
Yeah, he does. He does. Yeah, he must yeah, be. I mean, Jeez. I, mean <laughs> I can't believe that he's a starter. I mean, you know, they must have something so better than him. <laughs> I think. Well, I mean, he got, he got a hat trick at the lane, so I mean. <laughs> Oh, wow. so angry when he did that. He could he, 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 he spent ages trying to work out how to break break down a break down a nine man team. The, the, the thing is, so Jordan, ask you a question, I think it's gotta be Forrest. They've got like yeah, a shed load of players. Yeah, they've got three. Quite no, it got six. It got six. Yeah, one, two. Oh, it's got. It's got. Oh, it's got four. Nah, nah, they've, seven, got, they've got more. Seven. They've got, no, they've got, got the most. I've got but I always. I, but Ben Forrest have got like a hundred players as well. Like I always feel like. Yeah, they, yeah, they're no, you're right. right. I, I, I think it, it's it's out of. Um, I think Forrest will be affected on a sort of personal Man United note. I'm devastated about Almadio because he has just come back from injury. And I really don't want to see Anthony near the starting eleven, but he'll be going off to to the Ivory Coast, um, so we we won't see him for a bit. And knowing him, he'll probably get injured. I think West Ham will struggle as well because I think Kudus has been like is it Kudus? How do I say the name? He's been yeah, a revelation yeah, yeah. of like he, he tortured United. Big problem. Um, um, Big problem. So I think I think he'll be a miss. Um, and then other than that, like I'm I'm looking at the people. I'm just I'm just calling out the teams that haven't got anyone affected, like City. Just they're probably racist, aren't they? <laughs> I'm joking. No, like, <laughs> <laughs> just move on. Let's move on. Let's move on. Let's move on. Allegedly, move allegedly. On. <laughs> <laughs> Episode one, no, G. Episode one. We're gonna get, get the lawyers out. Oh, um, Let's move on. Let's move on. Let's move on. Let's move on. Ivan Tony, um, where his ban it comes to an end. He's likely to play uh, this weekend against Nottingham Forest. He's been seen training, scoring hat tricks in uh, behind the behind closed doors matches. So he did an interview. He's done some presses. We did an interview with Sky, um, quite a big interview. This follows an interview he did a couple of months ago with Stephen Bartlett, and he was on a podcast, I think, as well. Some um, I forgot what it's called. A bit before that, anyway. Who saw the interview? And what have we learned from 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 the interview? Uh, you saw it, Marvin, didn't you? When I look um, at the interview, he was really respectful of Brentford and he was really thankful for the support, really thankful for the fans. He's here to help them stay up. And for me, it was like, I want to see this out. But he's out of contract in the summer. No, I think right? it's... I, I think it's so, in the summer, left summer. But, but this is the best... Like For me, it's like, Brentford are either going to sell him now or they, they're going to sell him in the summer. It, it sounds like he was saying... I'm going to give you, I'm going to keep you up. A, I don't think they're in trouble. But B, part of me just felt, is this guy just trying to go on a free at the end of the contract, right? Like, it's it's one of those things where if he goes into the summer, yeah, they can make a bit of cheese from him. But it, it was a bit, it was a bit, I love Brentford. And I think realistically, he's already made up his mind that once the contract's done, he's going to go to a bigger club. Does anybody think that um, Ivan Tony um, is in a good headspace to come back and bang goals again? Or do you think that having... Because he seemed a little bit... He, he was quite calm in how he was talking to Darren in the interview. But I guess since there's a little bit of bitterness about... I still think that he is carrying feelings about the length of the ban. I think that he thinks he was slightly done, done dirty. I don't. But I think that he 
does feel that way. I don't even think it was slight, George. I think he does feel like he was done dirty. I think he was done dirty. And I think, and I think, um, like, you know, a, a sort of wounded animal or some of a chip on the shoulder. Like, I, I've got no doubt he'll, he'll, he'll finish with 10, 10, 15 league goals this season. Like, I, I honestly 15, feel like 10, 15 league goals. Yeah, wow. I think, I think he'll get, well, 50, 15, 15 strong. I think he'll finish at least double digits. Yeah. 10 and 15. Okay. Uh, G, how high do you rate him? What kind of level are we talking? about when we, when we talk about Ivan Tony because we were saying earlier on about the lack of real finishers. Marvin mentioned number nines. He's linked with my club, Arsenal. Do you think he's the sort of person that could play for a top four Premier League club? Or do you think with the tier below is probably where where he's at? I think the tier below is where he's at. The problem is, is there isn't too much in the tier above. So by default, I think he could be, play for a top four team. But I'm not, I think I see a lot of Arsenal fans like pinning a lot of hopes that like if we get Tony, we'll win the league. And I just don't think it'll work out like that. Um, first thing, I don't think he's that good, but he could make that difference. So that's what's one. But second thing is, I think people like the type of player that to, I, I could put thought about like who I'd compare Tony to. I think there's a, maybe a little bit of Giroud to him, like um, late bloomer. Maybe someone can, who can hold the ball up well. You wouldn't say, I'm going to sign a Giroud and I'm going to win the league. Like, even if he was good at finishing. Um, so, I, I don't know. I think I think if I was Arsenal manager, I would more focus on being better at what we do. Or, or finding players in the mould that we have now that are improvements on the ones that we have. Rather than looking at an Ivan Tony. Because I've seen it myself, like... We all thought Lukaku was going to be the missing piece for Chelsea, and actually, he just kind of came in and messed up the way that we played. So I'm not, I'm not totally sold on the Ivan Tony, and that like a hundred million, like I leave it. So nah, not for me. I'm not. I, I think I, 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 you know what? I probably bashed him a little bit. I think he's decent, but I just don't think. I think he seems to have got better in his absence. I don't think he's as good as people people think are saying at the moment. Okay, let's talk darts now, guys. Um, I've only ever seen, no, I've never seen a darts match in my life before the last couple of weeks. We saw my man LL gets the final, 16 years old, young man from Warrington. Um, unfortunately, lose to another Luke in the final. First of all, who, who followed it? How much did you care? And will you watch another darts match ever again? G. I Why'd you go with me first? Because you know I don't care. <laughs> I'm going to end up being the Victor Meldry of this. <laughs> but I don't care. You'll, I'm sorry. You'll, never, you'll never be old for the Victor Meldry of this one. I'll tell you that, bloody. <laughs> I don't care about guys throwing pins into the wall. And yes, I could, and yes, I could, I, I could do that. Book 180, bang. I could definitely do that. And when, uh, if you want me to, I'll record it. But just the same as when I catch up with LeBron's records. I'm just... <laughs> let, let me tell you, right? The basketball thing would have been a hard thing to achieve because no one's got the time for it. But I, I think this is well worth going down to a pub and watching G struggle to even hit the board, let alone a 180. Like, well, well, how hard G, can it be? How hard can it be? G, let me tell Push. you, you 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 you, you got to stop disrespect. It's, uh, and I know we'll get into it. 
but either you have grand delusions of grandeur in your ability <laughs> just generally or you're not respecting people's team right like it's not easy g and to be honest with you g i've known you since school your maths ain't that good so even if even if you were half even if even if you were gonna dance i don't think you could do the maths to check out 99 percent of the time so at the very least if you don't respect pins in the wall respect that these men can actually do some flipping maths g you know what hey, i mean hey, hey, something hey, that you can't quick do maths. Quick, hey they're, quick they're, maths. Not do, they're not doing it to be fair the guy's calling out in the background <laughs> give me that give me that guy and i'll be fine <laughs> oh, oh. anyway Jordan, uh, are you ollie, uh, sorry uh, ollie um is it is it a sport is it a sport what it's a game it's a pastime it's not a sport is it wow. it's not a sport it's no way it's a sport it's enjoyable uh, but i i kind of i have to say i checked out on darts a long time ago but um but yeah it's not a it's not a sport for me, but it's, it's, yeah, it's a pastime. It's snooker's a pastime. You know what I mean? It's not, they're not sports. Hang on, when, when were you in? When did you, when did you check in? Um, I used to, I think I preferred it back in the days before there was the split and the PDC got involved and all the rest of it. You know, okay. when they, when darts, when darts players were seriously fat and, um, you know, they used to, they used to, they used to have a, you know, a pint in there in one hand, a dart in the other hand. <laughs> That was when it was enjoyable, you know. Eric Bristow, good old days. Eric Bristow, Jockey Wilson, all that sort of business. You know, I used to like all that, but yeah, I are, don't... They, are, they sh- are they in shape now? Huh? Are they in shape now? The darts players. Oh jeez. Well, when yeah, I mean they're not they're not as bad they're not as bad, they're not as, they're not as, bad as they once were. Jules, can I? Jules, I don't I don't need to go back. I don't mean to go back on the agenda, right? But one thing that I find hilarious, going back to like the AFCON, you know, there's always those memes and vids about that person's not really 18, that person's at least 35. It's always an African player that's lying about about their age. We need to have a look, a look at Luke, right? Because he was practicing, he, by my calculations, he was practicing at the age of 12 down the pub. And I'm just not sure that is legal, right? Like that guy's at least well, he, five. Well, he held his first start at, at 18 months. Um, <laughs> I, I met him, interviewed. I, no, no, it's he, he, what, what he says. I interviewed him, um, and he was a really nice young man, really, really mature. Um, I hope he does well. But um, I bottled the question, basically. Are you really sixteen years old? Because I just thought I just thought it was a little bit rude. And but the, the BBC guy after me just asked it straight off the bat. It was like, mate. Are you, are you, people would say you're not 16 years old. Are you really? It was like, yeah, I get it all the time. I get it all the time. I was like, wow. I'll also <laughs> say, I'll also say, good on him. 21 year old girlfriend, role gender reversal, not good on him. You know what I mean? Like, there's, 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 there's a lot of things that we're letting slide here. But, um, but Listen, yeah. So, anyway, so Ollie, you put in the group, um, there's a docu, docu series mm. that's been underway for a few months now uh, for the World Championships. Um, they kind of lucked out a little bit, <laughs> massively, with the fact that they've Big got time. a, a real, time. a real narrative with, with with Luke going through it. But I don't want to focus on the, on the documentary per se. But I want to focus on we're seeing a, a, a template, right? So we first saw it with uh, Drive to Survive, or maybe even go before that to the NFL ones, um, where we see like a 
12-part series where they follow a particular team in NFL <clears throat> or maybe even across the whole league. And we've seen that kind of template replicated across F1, across tennis, uh, golf. Um, now it appears uh, darts. Are you a fan of this template? And would you watch a series around around darts? I think it, it holds true for any sport, really, that if, you, if you're going to do these kind of, um, you know, fly-on-the-wall type uh, sports documentary series then they need to you need to have proper access and you need to you need to feel that you're really getting to see the sport and the people involved in it warts and all uh i mean if we're including things like um you know all or nothing in this sort of thing the problem for me with that was that too many times i felt like it was all being stage managed and a bit too kind of you know you were only seeing what the clubs wanted you to see. I don't know. I don't know what the NFL ones are like, and maybe yourself and Marv can tell me a bit more about those ones. But certainly, with the all or nothing, I kind of felt as though I wanted to see more, and I wasn't really. I was only getting what the clubs wanted me to see. Um, uh, and yeah, as uh, Drive to Survive has been great because you are seeing kind of these drivers kind of putting themselves out there, and you see them saying things you know, that you wouldn't kind of, you wouldn't get an inkling of just watching the sport. Um, and the fact that so many people have been, uh, you know, turned on to film Formula One through that documentary series gives you a sense of how popular or how kind of successful it's been. Um, I'm not so sure that's the case with the tennis and the golf versions. But, you know, with the darts one, it'd be interesting to see how they've kind of, um, how they followed the, the, this, this, PDC World Championship that's just gone and how they've kind of because I think they were actually following Luke Humphreys actually who went on to win it but whether they kind of went on to the, the, the <laughs> he's getting slashed big yeah, time yeah, exactly whether they kind of just followed Luke Littler um, instead but um, I mean given the given how much kind of uh, I mean it was amazing the amount of um, amount of interest there was in him and making the news and all the rest of it. I'm actually quite pleased for him that he didn't win in the end because I think at 16 years old, if he is 16, would have been a lot of, that would have been a lot to take on board winning the world championships and then all the hype around him. And I was kind of, I, I was starting to get quite worried for him actually, that could you imagine if he'd have won it? They would, The press wouldn't have left him alone. I think he can actually go back mm. after winning, after not winning, sorry, and uh, and get back to his life, and things get back to a certain certain level of normality. Whereas if he'd have won it, I think the next year of his life would have been insane. And you know, for a sixteen-year-old boy, I think he needs to live a bit and lose and lose as well, and maybe come back a bit stronger after that. But yeah, to your to your question, George, I think that um, when it's drive to survive, yes, it's great. But I don't. I don't see that a lot of these other documentary series are giving you the level of access you need, or they just don't have the, the personalities and the characters. And that's what it's about, really. You need the personalities as well to drive these things to make it interesting. And if you haven't got that, that if you haven't got those people, then you're, you're going to struggle, really. And I'm not sure that, I don't know, I, I'm not really sure there are that level of I mean, if they, maybe if they followed Nick Kyrgios around, they might get something interested in tennis. But if you haven't got someone oh, like that watched, level, then it's going to be difficult, you know? 
I, I watched the tennis one on Netflix, <clears throat> and the first one was Nick Kyrgios. It was really good because he's a personality. Mm. After that, let me tell you, the remaining eight episodes off a cliff. Yeah. Off a cliff. Complete and it was, utter it was so garbage. Bad. The thing <laughs> is, so bad. the funny thing is, right, can I say, so Jordan, I've watched his quarters, his semis and the final. I was, I was really interested in what's happened. I think the two things for me is, I, I gotta be honest, until I started speaking to you guys, I didn't know they were filming anything. And the conspiracy theorist in me is starting to think, is this all legit? Do you know what I mean? Like, that's how deep it is. Because to, like, to old's point, they lucked out. And I'm thinking, that level of luck is seriously suspect in my mind. To the point where I'd go out on a limb and say, if they if they didn't have Luke, would anyone have watched it? We're like, how many, like, if you re- I think even the, the men down Ali Pali in <laughs> banana suits wouldn't have watched it. Do you know what I mean? And I, I, well, the minute you guys said there was a show, I was like, "Oh, this, this stinks." <laughs> or, or it might, n- it might never have aired. But you're right; it's going to be an interesting thing. But when I, I honestly think, wow. um, right, Marvin, right. are you saying the fix? Are you, are, you, are you saying the fix is in? Yeah, <laughs> I'm. I'm saying, I'm saying, if Luke, if Luke Little betted himself, a, he's probably too young to bet. But does she get a bag? I don't know. Um, but uh, but but um, but but I I think some of you you guys were like educating me on the sheer numbers, and you can't take that for granted. Like the the numbers that that final and the, I think the semis put up were exceptional, and people were just interested in it. And I think let's see what happens to darts moving forward because. <laughs> Darts is a bit like snooker. You can have one really good tournament and like never qualify for like another two, three years. So I wish him the best. And I, I, I like, I, I, I do see it as a sport. I've made the stupid distinction that anything on Sky Sports is considered a sport, even fishing, which I've watched on a couple of occasions. Um, and I think you know, I'm, I'm, I, I like to see a bit of diversity in in what we watch because. Other than football, there's just so much out there that G thinks he can do and be exceptional at. Guys, forgive me. Um, We're going to be talking a lot about documentaries and docuseries across sports on so many pods coming up. So I'll leave that there for now. We'll just move on. Unless anybody's got anything else significant they want to say on on this. Um, To Saudi Arabia. Excuse me. So now we've seen for the last few years the influence of Saudi Arabia and how much they have literally got sport in a chokehold. We've seen its influence in football, we've seen it in golf, we've seen it in boxing, we've seen it in F1 um, and MMA events as well. So my question is a very broad question. I'll start with Yuji. What will international and global sport look like in 2034? Oh, that's a really good question. Um... Yeah, I I don't have any facts behind this, but I just have a feeling that like eventually, in the same way like how China backed off, and you know America threw a lot of money at football and they kind of eased off a little bit to a certain extent. I just don't think um, I'm not convinced that um, the Saudis will 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 follow through. I think it will be five or ten years of a lot of big money. 
they're realizing that they're paying all this money for effectively has-beens or people on the way down and I think they'll just get smart and and the league will go back to relative mediocrity so I, I mean sport just more I'm talking about sport yeah yeah, yeah and, and, general, and, and, yeah. I, and I think that will happen that, that will happen generally as well because because they're getting ripped off you look at what they pay to have to have boxing over there and I don't think it's I don't know that it's having the impact that that the desired impact that they want like is it really some people call it sports washing is it really changing the image of of the of the region no i don't think so is it really bringing is it bringing the masses to the region is it really developing or or, or building it up i guess only time will tell but i don't i don't see a, a stage in by 2034 where all the elite sportsmen are in saudi are in saudi arabia i don't think it will happen that way See, see, Oli, I actually disagree with G because I think they're playing the long game. And G makes the point there about they're, they're throwing a lot of money at this, and they are. Somebody put it to me about six months ago to try and encapsulate how much money they have. And the person who was a financial advisor to me, he said, they've got too much money. He said, they've actually got too much money. They can't spend all the money that they have. And when you really think of it like that, you realise that there's no budget here. There's no like pot of money, and once that pot of money spent, we're out. They can they can do this like until as for as long as they want. And G mentioned makes the point there also about are they having an impact? And I think they are because I think we're normalizing talking about these parts of the world in a way that I think previously was only spoken about negatively. I think that you I think they're using sport as a really good vehicle to make their countries and I, and I personally think they should have a, a right to have leagues and have sports I'm not one of these people that believes the World Cup shouldn't be there but equally there's definitely a level of sports washing that I think is happening because it's it's foot, sport in that region is normalized do, do, do you think G's right and they they will in five years time just move on to, to no, something they're else not, or do you they're think not they're going, having an they're impact not going, and it's they're the not going anywhere Joe. they're in fear for the long haul but the thing is it's a game for them I mean as long as as long as the crown prince is involved, then yeah, I think that they'll be involved, and I think they'll be interested because they can see that you know it's a big it's a big geopolitical game for him. Um, the fact that he can he can do his bullshit all around the world, um, and and then but then still manage to still manage to carry favour with with fans across the world. By you know, like Newcastle fans, for instance, um, by by buying up sports clubs and you know, creating interest in the country in a different way, you know, that turns everything else on its head. I think he likes the. I think this guy actually likes the you know the the the, the sort of dichotomy between a country that is constantly being kind of harangued by the Western world. For you know what goes on, and then you know, and 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 the culture of the country, and what we see with you know the way that they they treat women or whatever it might be, um, I think he likes that the, the 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 difference between that and then suddenly being lauded for for what they're doing within sport. I think that that's kind of that's part of the game, and you know, in much the same way as as someone like Abramovich kind of got into football and, you know, divested his money into, into a football club. I think it's all this, it's all the, it's all the same game, isn't it? It's all the same game of kind of, of, 
you know, becoming, going from being people that uh, that are kind of, you know, are being seen for whatever reason as, or might be getting seen as pariahs, to being being seen as somehow cuddly and making people think, well, actually, you know, they're they're putting they're pumping this amount of money into this sport or whatever. I mean, to me, I just I just see it as uh, there being a, a a serious issue here that we are kind of we are allowing all of these sports to be kind of you know to be to be kind of you know um affected by the fact that money is all that matters really in the end and that's the only the only reason the only reason why newcastle can't spend is is actually because of you know the ffp rules and and what have you but actually if they were allowed to do what man city have done they'd already be kind of they'd already already have gone clear of of most of the other clubs in in the league already so yeah i don't I don't really uh I don't really think that they are going to disappear anytime soon because you know we're talking about them having the world cup in 2036 so you know that that tells you what G's saying can't be right because they're looking they are looking at it in the long haul I mean that's not tomorrow is it you know they're kind of looking to 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 have the world cup in 2036 so I see that that as being you know that tells you that they are they're looking at this in the long haul uh marv um 10 years from now are we looking at the best players from england italy spain germany in the saudi league in golf i watched the overlap not the overlap stick to football gary neville show they had rory McIlroy on and he spoke about the pga and now talking with Liv about coming to some kind of like resolution where they can link up i think in 10 years time that potentially pj could be gone what do you think the landscape of global sport will look like in in even five years time so um i agree with everything being said to be honest like saudi money's low i actually think they've probably got some really smart expensive consultants in to give them a plan on how to attack sports right so i think what you'll see is the league will will dissipate and it will become a China mark to once um once they've won the World Cup or whatever tournament they want to win. But I think like things like boxing I think are easy money for Saudi. It's not like a long sustainable we need five hundred players. You just pay the best fighters with the biggest personalities the money. And I don't know if anyone's seen the pay per view uh fights that they've done, but they've got They've built like two stadiums, like one for the main event and one for like the 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 undercard. Like, I think what you'll see, I wouldn't surprise me if you see a Saudi team that's more competitive by more competitive. I don't mean World Cup winners, but I think competitive as in getting to the World Cup and maybe getting out of the group stage. I'm totally here for it. I think it's it's interesting that people like Gary Neville are up in arms, but. <clears throat> The football bubble will burst quite quickly, I think. And you can already see it with some of the players, notably scummy Liverpool ones, trying to skulk back to the Prem. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I think it's just funny to look at, really. You know what? Let's 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 wrap it there. Let's wrap it there for real. Um, Gabriel, Oli, Marvin, love for that. Listen, this has been Not For Clicks. Check us out on the Instagram, Not For Clicks, YouTube, Not For Clicks. Or don't, you don't really care. Peace, we're out.